Hello, bread and butter listeners. That is such a tongue twister. We are down to the last chapter of Ephesians, which is so crazy to me. If you guys have been tuning in this podcast, thank you guys so much. I am just very thankful for you guys. With that being said, let's just look at the last chapter and walk through it together. So on the first couple of verses, it talks about honoring your parents because it's right for the Lord. And just an honest moment, when I was living with my parents um, or in my teenage years or even just the past couple of years, I had the hardest time honoring them because anytime I was frustrated or annoyed, I would take it out on them because they were the closest to me and it was just easier to act however you wanted. But once I realized that by being obedient to your parents reflects your obedience to the Lord, I realized that I wasn't being obedient to the Lord because I struggled with honoring my parents. And really it didn't change until I understood that there is a bigger reason behind just honoring your parents. It's honoring God. And it didn't happen overnight, but it really did help knowing that I was actually being obedient to the Lord. And so once my relationship with God grew into a deeper relationship, I really do believe that my relationship with my parents got better. But for those of you guys who are still living with them or who have guardians, just know and keep it close to your heart that by honoring them, you are honoring God. There's so much of a bigger reason behind it. On verse five, it says, fathers don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. It's very encouraging that it says that because it's saying, fathers, it matters that you treat them with love. That when you are an authority figure, that you must do it with love. And it's just a nice little note to write down for future parenting practices. Okay, so now we're going to go from verse 5 to verse 9, and it mentions slaves and masters. In another way, that we can take this is the relationship between an employee and employer. Um, But I'm going to pause real quick because I think there might be someone out there who's just curious, why is it mentioning how slaves should behave and how masters should behave when slavery is wrong? Shouldn't Paul be advocating for slavery to be abolished? But I just want to point out something that I've read before, and it said, the root of every problem is our heart. If you look at Romans, we see that sin takes our heart and it's sin that causes the consequences of all these things so it's because of sin we see problems in political and economical and social structures and all of that. I love how Paul focuses on how our heart is first. Paul seems to understand that in order for those social structures to change our heart must change first. That is why he addresses how we should behave. He knows it's wrong, but he's saying while this is still going on, you will still behave like Christ. That's just something to remember. In effort to cause changes in economic ways, in social structure ways, in political ways, the heart must be changed first. So we move on. Another way that we can look at this passage is by just looking at it at the workplace, how an employee should behave with an employer with utmost respect and that when we work that we're hard workers and I absolutely love this concept because it's saying us Christians should be hard workers that when we work hard we're working for the Lord so when you're half-heartedly working and when you're lazily working or you're not putting in effort you're doing that for the Lord you see that there's a theme going on everything you do is for the Lord how you behave 
is for the Lord. How you do your work is for the Lord. And there's this parallel in Colossians chapter 3 in verse 17 and in verse 23. But in verse 23, it says, Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. Knowing that you will receive the reward of inheritance from the Lord, you serve the Lord Christ. It's so encouraging that when I was working, that I was doing it for the Lord. When I do duties in the house, I am doing it for the Lord. There's just this concept of hard working and that is how we should behave. Also, the concept of reward is something that shouldn't be forgotten. In Matthew, Jesus asked us to dwell on these rewards, to actually get excited about the rewards that are awaiting for us in heaven. So just know that when you're doing these things for the Lord, There are rewards, heavenly rewards, and he wants you to think about those things. If you hear my dog barking, I am so sorry about that. He is just like going crazy outside. All right, so on verse 10 through 20, this is a heavy, heavy passage and it's heavily preached on. And in fact, if you want sermons where they break down every armor, I highly recommend Tony Evans. He has a sermon series on YouTube, but that's not what I'm going to be doing today. On verse 10, it says, Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. And then on verse 11 says, put on the full armor. And when I was doing this study, it pointed out something where it said, it asks you to be strengthened first before you put on the armor. And at first that didn't really make sense, but I feel like I'm slowly getting the concept. We need to find our strength in the Lord. And I find the strength in the Lord when I know that I am insufficient without him, that without him, I am destitute. Without him, I have nothing. So when I find my strength in the Lord, I can put on the armor of God. Okay, so in verse 11 through verse 12, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of the darkness, against evil, spiritual forces in heavens. This is something that I repeatedly remind people that the devil is out there and he has his demons and he's wanting to break us down. If we are not alert, if we don't persevere in our faith, we'll be brought down by the devil. The devil has been there since the moment sin came into the world and he's been studying mankind since then. I think a lot of times we forget the spiritual part of the world and we just you know, kind of focus on the natural part of the world, but he is out there. He has studied people's weaknesses. He is cunning. He is smart. And if we don't know the word of God, if we don't have that relationship with the Lord, he is going to bring us down. He's going to turn you away from Christ. And that's not what we want to do. And that's why in verse 18, it says, pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Be praying for other believers before the other believers. They are the body of Christ. Let's have that unity in them by praying for them. And Paul even asks the people that are reading this letter to pray for him. 
Now, if you think you're like, oh, well, why does Paul need prayer? He's, he's Paul, but Paul needs prayer that he could be bold to speak these things. We need prayer to be bold to speak these things. We need prayer that we can be a disciple maker. That's something that we need to remember. So when it says stay alert, you need to remember that there is a spiritual darkness. He is wanting to pull us away. He will find us when we're most vulnerable to pull us away. That's why this armor of God is so important. I have it with me. I have the Bible. I have access to the Word of God. I have access to have Christ in my life. And it's amazing because we have this sword of the Spirit. I just want to point out that I truly do feel like Wonder Woman or Hermione or or something where when I'm reading the Word of God and I'm getting stronger in the Word of God, that I feel like I'm really equipping myself, that when the devil comes, that I can speak it away with Scripture, that I can know its lies apart from the truth. And it's just, it's really exciting. And I know that was just like a nerdy thing, but you guys stay alert and persevere. And that is one of the things that I want to encourage you guys The new year is coming up. I highly encourage you guys to read the Bible once in the new year. I will probably be making a video about it, about reading the Bible in a year, because it's something that I'm super passionate about and it encourages me to stay in the Word daily. And this discipline is just something that I praise over. And so, you guys... That's the end of Ephesians chapter 6. Obviously, I didn't hit every single verse, but I pray that you guys have read over it, that you guys can share what spoke to you in the comments or on Instagram or on YouTube, wherever you want. And I would love to hear back from you. Feedback is amazing. And I will see you guys, or I, I guess you'll hear me guys here in 2019. Bye, guys.